두둥 넷플릭스 두둥 Defeated since the talking. Check it out. Oof. Let, you know, let's out. let's get into it. I'm 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 Otter Sean. I think Otter Sean. Tigers Kyle. Content sewer. Uh, We're watching all the Netflix original films. I got a lot to say. I got a lot to say about this one. I have a lot to think about. Mostly tears. Yeah, we watched the highly controversial film Hocus Pocus too. <laughs> Almost as controversial. Hocus Pocus Two is the re the sequel the sequel forty years later. I guess not forty, but yeah, that's like, I think it's later. almost thirty. Nineteen ninety three. I think that's. Bette I watched Mid- the last night with the kids. I'm pretty sure this is nineteen ninety three. Three times in that movie. Ben Midler still alive, huh? She's out there doing her doing her thing. Probably a turf now, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it definitely seems like her uh, modus operandi. Yeah, I don't know for sure if that's the case, but like, if someone's like, "Oh yeah, she's a surf," but yeah, that sounds like some. <laughs> I bet not. And Sarah Jessica Parker too. Maybe. Well, she's friends with Jerry Seinfeld. So you never know. See well, a turf right? Talking about yeah, no. the uh, anti-abortion opus that is Hocus Pocus too. Uh, I watched uh, Wild Zero. You know what Wild Zero is? No. Maybe. So there's um, a seminal garage punk band from Japan called Guitar Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, the members of the band are Guitar Wolf, Bass Wolf, and Drum Wolf. Yeah. As you, as you, as yeah, you I get it. Well, in 1998, um, they made a little zombie movie called Wild Zero. And uh, I watched it. I haven't watched it since, I don't know, I was pretty young probably. But... Um, one of the main characters in it, Tobio, is uh, trans. I guess is the best way to say. It. I would say they're they're trans, right? Or gender non-confirming, conforming. It's like you're going to weird and, places. Um, there's, I so I was watching. And I was like, this is fucking radical for 1998. Because um, what is radical? You mean like in the skateboarding sense, obviously. Yeah. They like make out, and then Tobio reveals to him that um, she has a penis, right? Mm-hmm. And then so he like freaks out, but Guitar Wolf like astral projects to him because in the movie the members of Guitar Wolf are like gods, you know, like rock and roll gods. You know what I mean? They have like magic powers and shit. Uh-huh. And yeah, works, well, like, I mean, obviously, if you're gonna write a movie about yourself, yeah. <laughs> so he like astral projects to him. Because they, 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 he, he did like a ritual to make this guy a blood brother because he saved Guitar Wolf. I don't know, there's a lot that goes into it. But anyways, yeah, he there's a lot, of, a lot of backstory that we don't need to get into. I get it. He astral projects to him and he's like, hey man, 
fucking love no has no boundaries, nationality, or gender. You fucking pussy, rock and roll. And I was like, holy shit, this is crazy for 1998. Pew! So, yeah, rules, man. That's cool that they made that movie. You know what's cool? A movie that is not cool that they made? Hocus Pocus mm. 2. Yeah, Hocus Pocus 2, uh, anti-trans, anti-abortion, misogynistic. Uh, can't believe they they touted it as a biopic about um, the Sanderson sisters. <laughs> they just constantly abuse them. Shit, well, you know what? I'm pretty depressed, so let's talk about movies, huh? Let's talk about nothing. No, we just were. Talk about movies, baby, because I'm pretty depressed. But uh, Netflix has an original series coming out from Japan about uh, Guritama, which is one of the Sanrio characters. Watch the trailer for it. Maybe, there, think, one of the Sanrio characters is not Kuropi? I think it's going to change my life. I think it's <laughs> going to save me. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Guritama is a lazy egg. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, you crack an egg and there's like an egg inside. Yeah. Or he's he's a cartoon character. He's really lazy because he's an egg. But I don't know, it looks pretty cute. I think probably it's going to be my favorite work of art for 2022. I'm guessing. Well, you know, we'll see how it compares to Blonde. Well, I'm imagining it's probably going to have, like, based on the trailer, it's about, like, finding a purpose in life and everyone matters and blah, 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 even if you're a lazy ache. So since I'm a lazy ache, I think you're <laughs> But yeah, unfortunately, it won't be. I don't. It comes out sometime in 2022, and we're running out of time, so it must be pretty soon. But I, I don't remember. Right, right time for Happy Holiday season. So probably after Halloween. You know, you yeah, know, you don't drop that shit in October. Until it comes out, all I have to tide me over until then is 2020, 20, 22's Andrew Dominic's blonde. Sure, <laughs> two blondes. Blonde. Before we get too far into it, I need to get. Uh, I'm gonna get something off my chest that's a little bit of a tangent, but is related, and just something that Mom and I talked about. I fucking hate this like style of uh, writing, where you take a uh, a real person and then make a fictional story about them. Um, like it's just really like. <laughs> I don't know. It's just to me. It just seems like oh, I just need to get the attention. Um, it's perfectly fine if you were inspired by someone's fictional story or if it real life story, and then turn it into fictional um, work, and then change all the names and shit, and like really work to make it actual fictional work. But when you do this like halfway, where fifty percent of it's real and thirty percent of it it's like hearsay, conspiracy, and twenty percent of it is just your fucking imagination, I'm like, ugh. It reminds me of like Valley of the Dolls. Remember that book from like the eighties? And this is like again, this is a book too, so same same idea. Where it's like, oh, it's all about the real Hollywood, but we changed the names and so everybody's just trying to figure out who's who and what the what the real story is. I don't know, it's just really like, eh. You're gonna miss the people are gonna miss the point. Well, yeah, people definitely, from my perspective, people definitely seem to have missed the point on this movie. Well, well I mean, not only that, but the, I don't think the filmmaker really did themselves any any favors with some of their their choices. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess let's talk about it. For, I guess let's talk about it first just as a movie, and then we'll get into the broader mm, socio-political, philosophical nature of it and the, the, the controversy, I guess. Um, I Just right off the bat, I like it. I think it's a good movie. 
it's a digital film that looks really good. Someone did it. It finally happened. <laughs> it was Andy <laughs> Dominic. He did it. Uh, I actually watched another Hong Kong um, uh, film last night that was digital. That also looked fucking amazing. And I think I figured out what the secret is. Um, just like shoot it in a high contrast black and white. That's the trick. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, yeah, so the movie looks really good. The performances are really good. I like how, like, sort of dreamy and impressionistic it is. Uh, it's digital, but looks amazing. My big problem with it, though, unfortunately, is the soundtrack. So I, I obviously am pre- comparing the soundtrack to the Assassination of Jesse James soundtrack, which was also Nick Cave and Warren Ellis, and they've done other movies and stuff, but, um... The Jesse James soundtrack, in my opinion, is like the greatest film score of all time. So obviously this one's probably not going to compare to it. The problem is, though, um, this sounds like these are like B-sides or like cast-offs from Nick Cave's most recent studio album, Ghostine. Like it doesn't <laughs> sound particularly... I mean, Ghostine's a great album. After watching Blonde, I started listening to Ghostine again this week. Possibly it's helping to contribute to my uh, depressed feelings, but whatever. But yeah, it just um, doesn't really stand out in the same way the Jesse James soundtrack does. And there's also one song that straight up sounds like Laura Palmer's theme from Twin Peaks, which is a interesting coincidence since this movie is kind of similar to Firewalk With Me. I'll firewalk with you. Firewalk with me. Um, yeah, it's a fictionalized chronicle of the inner life of Marilyn Monroe. Uh, I think if they would have just changed her name to, like, Marilyn Monroe, um, <laughs> probably would have fared better in the public sphere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, honestly, they change, change a lot of the details, that, and you can, they would have got, but this would have been reviewed better. I don't know. Like, <laughs> part of it, too, is, like, some of the choices they made with, like, trying to... De- like Marilyn Monroe, as far as we know, has never had an abortion. You know what I mean? That, there's some maybe some rumors that she had an abortion, but like yeah, there's definitely rumors that the studio forced her right. to have an abortion, but it's not confirmed anywhere. And so to like to make it such a focal point where you know there's, she's not only having one but one willing sort of, and a second one that the president of the United States forces her to have is just really a weird choice. <laughs> Yeah, I so guess, you can get away with it again if you, but you got to change those fucking names because you're like, oh yeah, President Kennedy and the fucking Marilyn Monroe, and I just really you're you're gonna rub people the wrong way. It's just, and you're gonna it absolutely miss the point. Yeah, so I guess it's, you're putting it's words in people's mouth. It's just really gross. It's not gonna. I guess it's gonna be hard not to just talk about it as a the cultural political significance of it. But um, Anna de Armas does a really good job as. Uh, Norma Jean, Marilyn Monroe. It's a great performance. A lot of people complain that you can hear her accent, but I think that actually works in the film's favor since it's not real exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's good that you're constantly being reminded that this is just a, like a <clears throat> some vision of a possible Marilyn Monroe. You know what I mean? Not that that you're watching Marilyn Monroe. Uh, Julianne Nicholson's really good when she's in it as her crazy mother. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, And then uh, I liked uh, Adrian Brody as Arthur Miller or 
the playwright, as he's called. <laughs> no, do they not actually call it? I thought they referred to him as Arthur Miller at one point. I don't know if they ever actually say that he's Arthur Miller. I actually like Adrian Brody and everything he does. I even like him that fucking Predators movie. <clears throat> yeah, I like Adrian Brody. He's in a um, Hong Kong slash China movie, uh, one of Jackie Chan's like recent um, movies, which usually suck. And this movie sucks too. It's called like, Dragon Warriors or something. But yeah, it's got Adrian Brody in it too, which is interesting. It's like Chinese stunt casting, right? <laughs> well, there you go. Throw some money around. Adrian Brody won an Academy Award. He's pretty good in it. It's a weird movie to go off on a little tangent. It's got like, it's Rome is like trying to encroach on the Han Dynasty. Which oh yeah, I, I think that's the the. Uh, Plots in the new um, Asterix uh, movie, too. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I don't know if it's specifically Han Dynasty but in, in the Asterix movie. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know my, my Asterix notebooks time period very well. Asterix is that comic that's about like Vikings, right? Gauls, Kyle. Gauls, yeah. Man. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of Vikings. The French Vikings, as I call them. has a bunch of X's. He has an X in his name, so it's Gallic. I don't know. It's a pretty cool movie. I like it. Uh, I feel like um, just a bunch of people on the internet got together to gaslight me about this movie. <laughs> like, I feel like maybe I watched a completely different movie than everyone. I don't really understand it. Maybe I have some unchecked misogyny or something. I think but, anybody's um, listening to this podcast knows that. I mean, like, there's a lot of people who like the movie that they're all, like, prefacing their um, reviews of it with, like, uh, you know, like, they're trying to beat allegations or some shit. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. If anyone is listening to this podcast, I'm not be going to be able to beat allegations about being a crazy person anyway. So, whatever. I think it's pretty good. I think it's a pretty scathing indictment of Hollywood, patriarchal systems, the American myth, idol manufacturing, worship in general. I also don't think it's subtle about it. So, like, I can understand being uncomfortable with the material in it and not, like, enjoying it for sure. But the people that are trying to, like, have a really moralistic grandstanding opinion about it, it's, to me, the movie is about the opposite of what they're saying, which is kind of strange to me. Yeah. I mean, the gaslight. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, did we watch the same movie? This, I mean, um, like to, the, I don't think this movie is misogynistic. There's some parts in here, some choices that I, I can definitely see where people would see that. You know what I mean? It's definitely exploitative. Yes. Like, I'm gonna, that's, I'm not going to deny that at all. The the one part that, you know, really, I, I know for sure, like when it happened, I'm like, well, that's, that's a fucking poor choice. Um, is when, you know, this, she's pregnant again with Arthur Miller's child, and the fetus mm. is talking to her, and he's like, please don't hurt me again, right? And then the yeah. next scene, almost immediately after that, is her tripping and falling and then having a miscarriage. I'm like, that's fucking gross, you know? Because, mm. I, I mean, like, you're playing on, I don't know, it's obviously playing on, like, the idea that, um, you know, people will feel guilty about abortions, but what, I don't know, it's like, the, what point were you trying to make in this movie? Because if, if it's about exploitation, then that really doesn't have a place in the movie. Well, or the story. My thinking of it from um, Andrew Dominic's perspective, and uh, uh, we're gonna go back to Assassination of Jesse James. So, because Assassination of Jesse James is a similar movie where it's deconstructing an American mythological figure. It's just people are quite a bit removed from Jesse James. 
also Jesse James was like kind of an outlaw. It was an outlaw. He's like not a celebratory figure in any way as compared to Marilyn Monroe. So, but the assassination of Jesse James, the central conceit that the movie presents to you is, Hey, at the end of this movie, Robert Ford is going to kill Jesse James. And then everything you see in the movie, every scene is explaining basically why, what it's going to take to get to the point where Robert Ford kills Jesse James. Right. Right. I mean, so, I get where you're going with this. I just, again, I just don't. Yeah. So blonde is, Hey, at the end of this movie, she's going to kill herself. And every scene in the movie is piling on like, Hey, this here's every reason why that she eventually kills herself at 36. Right. But it's, so, it's a fabrication though. You know what I mean? Like, but the point of the movie is, so if you divorce it from the idea of Marilyn Monroe as an actual, I did, and that part still bothers me. That's the point I'm getting to. That even if you divorce it, that it's not Marilyn Monroe, that part is still fucking, uh, is still fucking weird and gross. I mean, it's to just showcase the sort of like grief and but, like the trouble she's having, right? Again, like but to reconcile with him. But I don't know. It's just like the the message it actually sends in those in the way it's presented is that she should feel guilty and it's her fault. I I I don't get that at all. No, I just it's her like trying to grapple with the guilt of what happened. Not that she should feel guilty or it's her fault or anything. Just that the, this this is her trying to come to terms Which, with it. How again, that would be okay if she didn't immediately after that trip and have a miscarriage. Yeah, but I'm I don't know. They just yeah, again, like it, I understand the mo- the point of the movie, what it's ultimately trying to do, but there's some choices both I got in the, the book and the, the movie that I'm like, this doesn't really jive with the point I think they're trying to make, unless it's a, a real try. Like, are they trying to examine the trauma of abortion or are they trying to examine Hollywood? In like I the American myth, because like um, I, I don't know that that abortion, the, the abortion part, really has a place in well, trying to deconstruct the, the American myth. You know. Well, I mean, it does in the sense that she has to have an abortion <clears throat> in order to succeed in the career path as is laid out for her by the Hollywood system. Or yeah, okay, you're talking about a different part than what I'm talking about. Again, I'm saying referring to specifically. The her guilt over the abortion and then immediately having a miscarriage after the guilt. You know what I mean? That's just the the presenting it in a way that that's the, that's one of the people problems people have with it. I mean, well, a lot it, of people think that the movie is promoting like an anti-abortion message, which I I don't see that in the movie. But I I don't know. And I mean, it's a, I don't know. It's hard for me to again. It always goes back to the problem is that they used. They use a real life figure with with, with mm. stories that people are familiar with. They piled on a bunch of you know rumors and and just fiction, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not it's too close. I mean, you can argue that the idea is they're still trying to deconstruct the American myth, but you're not. You're everybody's missing the fucking point. <clears throat> well, so they didn't succeed. So from my perspective, and maybe I'm being too charitable or i'm reading into something that's not there like i said i feel like i have i don't know i'm like really deviated from the general consensus on the movie but uh i feel like the movie 
itself is also being a little bit accusatory of the audience or consumers of American mythology in general. Like, um, so I guess maybe there is a reason that it is Marilyn Monroe specifically because all lots of people have their own idealized image or idea of what Marilyn Monroe is or was, which could be seen as being just as real as the character in this film. Right. I mean, that's not, I'm not going to argue with that, but with the image and mythology of what Marilyn Monroe is. And so I guess my, my point is, I guess what it comes down to is that's, that's what they want to do. They were trying to make confrontational art. Congratulations. They mm. succeeded. You know what I mean? They're, but sure. you know what I mean? You can't be mad at the audience because I, I could have told you before this movie was made, if you came to me, explain what you were going to do, what the audience reaction was going to be. Oh yeah. But I don't think that there's necessarily, I don't know that anyone's upset about the audience reaction. I think this film does what it intended to do. And I, I, there's a lot of people that could say that's definitely not a worthwhile pursuit to be this sort of inflammatory and confrontational about um, the, the, the concepts it's approaching. But um, I guess for me it worked. But I also... How do you explain? <laughs> I get it. I know. I, I get it. You don't, the, you don't have to you don't have the premise it, dude. I get it. Um, look, I understand. I, I agree with what you're, what you're saying. I agree with what the movie was trying to do. I just think they misstepped in a couple of places. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. I, well, some and, of it, yeah, it is um, gratuitous, and I think it is coming from that place of being like a fuck you to the audience, a fuck you to, well, I don't know, almost anyone, right? It's really almost nihilistic to a fault. So, yeah, I'm not going to... Yeah, I can't really push back on any of that. You know what I mean? It is... I think that is one of the key elements of the film is it's specifically is trying to not offend the audience, but like really. Oh, I think it, I mean, I'm definitely trying to offend some people in, in places. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I, you can't go into the, making this movie and think, oh, you know, no one's, we're not going to offend anybody. I, yeah, I don't think they, anyone involved in it had the idea that it wasn't going to offend people. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know. So, yeah. like, I don't know. There's, um, I mean, they, they made their choices. I, I just, again, if, if I think they missed in a couple places and the, I mean, the overall problem for me is like, I, I just really think it's fucking weird to do the, to fictionalize historical figures and make them the focus of your story. I mean, you, again, if, if you can do it with historical figures from like 300 years ago, but anytime you do anything close to that, you're, you're going to run into this shit and people are absolutely going to miss the point. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, I think if they would have just changed her name and shrouded it a little bit more, uh, it would have achieved two things. First of all, it would have made it so it didn't reach such a mainstream audience, right? That's true, for sure. This last week. That's mainstream true. audiences can't even handle Velvet Buzzsaw, so they're definitely going to like rub up against a movie like this, right? And then, yeah, second, second, uh, second achievement would have been like, yeah, it would have been less um, distasteful, I guess, is the best way to put it, right? If, you, if you're going to already play fast and loose with the actual history, history of Marilyn Monroe, you may as well do Velvet Goldmine, like we also talked about last week, right? Where it's ostensibly about David Bowie, but it's, you know, not. Yeah. Right? 
I mean, the big thing with that is like they couldn't afford to get like the rights to David Bowie's music and shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I think that's um, like I said, I absolutely understand a lot of people who don't like the movie and have trouble with the content, et cetera, et cetera. It's like definitely not it's not for everybody. Right. And um, I think it just being because it it really they should have clarified much more in the marketing i think what it was i mean they can even just throw up a fucking warning when they start the movie you know this is a highly yeah, fictionalized yeah, account like, of of mm-hmm. marilyn Monroe. please you know be advised you may not be familiar with some of the aspects of the story or something like that shit you know yeah. but i mean like is, um even beyond that it's like it, this is not a movie for mainstream audiences at all you know I mean, which is, is it a success then? Because because I mean, being on Netflix, a million more people are going to see it than than would have before. Yeah, I just don't. I but mean, the problem is that they, the, they, they when they the engage with the movie, it becomes this fucking argument, you know? Well, the whole thing is the only way he was able to get the movie made was because of Netflix, right? So, yeah, it's going to be on Netflix. But like, yeah, it probably shouldn't be on Netflix. You know what I mean? Not in like I don't mean that in a like a pearl clutching get this filth off of Netflix type of shit, but, like, it's not... It's not... I don't this know. is definitely I, more like an art house movie than a... This is, like, not a movie that everyone needs to see, because it's clear that uh, if it's not, like, a funny... People's emotions are too wrapped up in this shit to, to, to do anything else but engage with the Marilyn Monroe that they they know. That they've created in their head, right? That's what I mean is like, yeah, the people have their idea of Marilyn Monroe and a lot of people um, have like a fawning, glamorous, idealized idea of what Marilyn Monroe is. And I'm not saying that's any less real than this movie or anything, but it, you like have to think about it. She is... She was a real human being that died at 36 for some reason, right? You know what I mean? Like, uh, did fucking. The one thing I, I will know. say is, like, it, it, this movie made it seem like every second of Marilyn Monroe's life was just a torment, just a, just hell. You know, she never had a, a moment of happiness, and that, and that can't be true. Well, no, not at all. But it's um, like I said, with assassination of Jesse James, it's uh, the only scenes we get are yeah, the uh, the downfall or what yeah, leads that, to her. Right, like the whole thrust of the movie is like, hey, she's gonna die at the end. What is you know, why would someone who had the height of fame had most of her life still ahead of her? Blah blah. What are the events that led her to take her life? And uh, I mean, that's like that's a dark idea, anyways, right? You know what I mean? That's not if you pitch a movie like that to like a regular ass person they're gonna be like well i don't know if i want to watch that right mm-hmm. yeah so it's like i i get for sure why a lot of people don't enjoy it and i wouldn't say i enjoy it um i've watched it twice already because the first time i watched it after i finished watching it i was like holy shit is this like i don't know i just i was like this is uh really good you know what i mean (laughs) like since it didn't line up with like anything i was hearing about it i mean that's another big problem with it too is um a lot of the the press around it was all just very very reactionary right 
and I think a lot of people locked, like, really locked into the idea that yes, it's exploitative and it's terrible to Marilyn Monroe, and it's NC seventeen and it's basically pornography and it's so excessive and exploitative and blah blah blah. And it's like, yeah, for sure, it is a little bit exploitative and a little bit more excessive than mainstream films usually are, but it's not. To me, I guess I I watch a lot of yeah. You watch more exploitive movies than, than the average moviegoer too. You got to remember, yeah. like you know, the, most people these days are watching Marvel movies and shit. Yeah. Well, that's like this, like a really cynical thought I had when it's I was not cynical. That's the fucking truth, dude. Well, no, no, I I I'm going to expand upon this further. What the actual cynical thought I had? Oh, okay. Because um, a lot of people, a lot of people reviewed it that generally. Well, like my taste kind of aligned with theirs. It said it said they were not like super negative about it, but like they just still like didn't really, you know, they weren't really, you know, they kind of were like, yeah, this is just terrible, this is distasteful, and blah, blah blah. And I was like, my cynical thought was like, there's just like a lot more people than I thought that think like the revolution is going to be started by Disney or some shit, huh? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like people are soft. Yeah, I mean the. <laughs> I don't know how you. I don't know why that's like a fucking epiphany for you. My, ever since I started listening to those fucking political podcasts like five years ago, and then stopped mm-hmm. almost immediately, I'm like, yeah, these fucking t- tools are never gonna be the ones in the revolution. You know what I mean? These guys aren't gonna get up off the fucking couch and do shit. I just people like aren't able to engage with anything that makes them uncomfortable or you know what i mean like people i don't want to sound like one of those right-wing like boomer crazy people well i mean like like, the the problem with those dudes is they don't engage with shit that makes them uncomfortable either like yeah yeah, you know what i mean show them a trans person they're gonna fucking flip the fuck out yeah but like i don't know people are kind of soft huh Uh, i mean like again again, uh, part of this is this again i think I think people would have a different reaction if you force people, all the same people, to show this movie, the same movie, and it wasn't about Marilyn Monroe, and they had fictionalized the account. Mm-hmm. I think people would have a different reaction. I mean, people would still find it exploitive, exploitative. Yeah. Um, they'd probably say it still is excessive in parts. Um, mm-hmm. I think I, when I finished the movie, I immediately I'm like, "Oh, this is better than I thought it was going to be." And but I know exactly what mm-hmm. people's problems are, you know, because it's like, I, yeah. You can tell just, when you watch the movie, like, oh, well, people aren't going to like this, they're going to like this, they're going to like this, yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, like, the scene-to-scene content and the excessive, like, kind of miserable nature of the movie, like, I completely understand that aspect of it. But for me, it's like, I don't know, like, I am I completely misinterpreting the message of the movie? Because to me, it's like... No, I, I just think the, like the message of the movie gets obscured by by the excessive nature of it. The excessive yeah. nature of it, the you know, the fact that used a kind of a beloved figure in Hollywood. You know, mm-hmm. and anybody that dies that young and was that famous, like yeah. if they did this movie about James Dean, they would have the same fucking problem. Well, I want to make my own biopic about, about James, James Dean. Dean. I knew you were gonna go for that. Yeah, um, but well. <laughs> Let me uh let, let's, let's get a little bit of levity in here because we've been talking pretty <laughs> serious. Which is you know that's kind of I guess a cool element of this movie in some regards, right? Because normally we're just like it's yeah, fucking some fucking Netflix bullshit. But uh, I was thinking, you know, in Death Proof when um Death Proof, huh? He does the kill yeah. with the girls, and it's like you see it from like eighteen different like shots, right? Uh-huh. Like 
Uh, that's how James Dean death will be filmed. In my life, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, I don't like that as a. Ch- I don't dislike that as a choice. Yeah, like, that's pretty cool, right? Um, um, yeah. So, like the yeah content in the movie from scene to scene, like absolutely, like oh yeah, people will find this distasteful, and I get that. For me, the the thing that's like making me like question my line of thinking though is like the like. I mean, I think it's weird for people to think that there's morality to the media and art you consume in general, unless like you're strictly only consuming like right wing and like turf art or something. You know what I mean? Then obviously that is going to have some interplay with your beliefs and stuff. But like watching a one off movie like this and thinking that, oh, you're immoral because you watched Blonde, you know, it's. Oh, yeah, that's a strange ass way to engage with media, you know? I don't get well, that. It's like some weird ass Tumblr 2014 internet shit, but like everyone's like all about it recently. I feel like. I mean, my honestly, my whole take on it is just that the some of the the you know the choice to use a a real person and then some of the you know decisions they make in the the movie, the editing, uh, just obscure the message and themes of the movie. Yeah, but how about that scene where she has the threesome and has an orgasm and the bed turns into a waterfall? That's pretty cool, huh? <laughs> Art. <laughs> <laughs> I like that because that scene really is just like cliche, like visual art, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's pretty, it like looks good and it's fun though, you know what I mean? I don't care that if it's like really on the nose or corny. It's like, yeah, you know what? You don't see that in movies too often. That's fun. <laughs> That's the kind of movie that's uh, on Netflix, that's for sure. Yeah, a lot of the, the, the negative press or like the sensationalist press around the movie, I think, kind of locked it in for a lot of people. Like, there's definitely a lot of people that like haven't watched it, aren't going to watch it, that have just decided that, oh, it's immoral and uh, he's Andrew Dominic's an evil misogynist who hates Marilyn Monroe and all women and he's anti abortion and blah, blah. And he might be those things. I, you know, I don't know him personally or anything, so whatever it's just like not what i got out of the movie i think it's like other people i'm sure have made these comparisons but like uh fire walk with me was like hated when it first came out they thought it was a snuff film they, they equated it to a snuff film i bet if that came out today people would still hate it you know what i mean Absolutely. it's kind of like a, a cult thing with twin peaks now yeah. another showgirls um <laughs> showgirls are just funny yeah, but both these movies have been since been reevaluated, right? As distance has grown from them, and people understand them better now. You know what I mean? They're not so reviled as being misogynistic, et cetera, et cetera, because people rightly figured out that it's the opposite, right? You know what I mean? They're they're both movies about um, the way our cultures and societies are designed to destroy women. So I'm hoping, like. You know, when all the negativity and stuff dies down a couple years from now, maybe this movie will be reevaluated. If not, then whatever. I guess I was wrong. Maybe I just completely misread the movie. <laughs> You're a secret misogynist. Everyone knows it. Got yeah. it yourself. I, I don't know. I was also thinking of another, like, mythological figure that, like, um, a lot of people love but really don't know too much about. Arwen, oh, uh, but half of them, yeah. even starts thinking, uh, reminded me a little bit of uh, you know, they got pretty upset when the last temptation of Christ came out. Didn't 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. that was that was good thirty years ago. Yeah. If it came out now, though, people would hate it. Well, people probably hate it now. I'm sure we showed some probably people hate it. Yeah. yeah. Catholics and stuff. Yeah. Nah, probably yeah, not. I don't know, Catholics I think, so much, but yeah, I don't know. they got it's enough problems with this. It's definitely like just a movie that's not for everyone. That's for sure. And I'd say I'd say it's that. for the whole family. Are we talking about blonde now? Um, yeah, yeah, show it blonde. to the kids. After the first time I watched it, and I was like, "Am I going crazy? This seems like a pretty good movie. I feel like it's uh, uh, anti-patriarchy, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And then uh, I talked to our mom about it, and she was like, "Yeah, that's kind of what I got out of it too." And I was like, "Okay, I guess it's like not too crazy to make that assumption." I don't know. But, uh, yeah, someone, it's just a. Yeah, what? yeah, it's just done in uh, it's just a little bit too much for everyone, I think. And then also, yeah, people have their own vision of Marilyn Monroe, and they only want to see, and which I kind of get it because she did, she did have a hard life, right? Like that's you know that shit's real. Yeah. And so at this point, people don't want to just see her suffer again, <laughs> right? They'd rather see a movie about her, some of her triumphs and stuff, which is I get it, but like not every movie needs to be that. I will say that if I ever die, I want someone to make a movie that makes me seem way cooler than I actually was. I could fly no, I and shoot lightning bolts out of my ass. If I, when I die, if I'm famous enough to get a biopic, I want him to make some crazy shit like this. <laughs> or something. <laughs> They're gonna do a, a full-on POV colonoscopy of your butthole. Hell yeah. Uh, man, there's some fucking good shots in this movie, including the speculum being inserted into your vagina. I, I, I think mean, once was enough, so, though, man. It's that is like so excessive and uh, bad taste. But like, man, just as an appreciator of like people trying new things with like filming, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's pretty I wanna, cool. I want to meet the visual artist that worked on that one. Yeah, we got a CGI. What? Um. Yeah, so I like the movie. I'd give it like 7 out of 10. It's yeah. not like Assassination of Jesse James. It's a pretty good movie. It's pretty weird. I understand why it's too much for people. I don't understand the like the moral grandstanding about it, though, but I kind of don't understand when people do that about anything anymore because I'm an old man. <laughs> well, I mean, also because it doesn't matter. It's not real. Like, you're not doing activism by watching children's shows on Netflix, you know? I don't know. Which children's show are you talking about? Well, I just saw that someone... I saw a specific tweet where they're like, let's show Netflix who's boss. Let's not watch Dahmer or Blonde. Instead, let's watch the cyberpunk anime or these other children's shows that I watch. And it's like, yeah... That's not doing anything for anyone. Yeah. And you should probably watch stuff for adults if you're <laughs> I watched the first couple episodes of Dahmer. I don't know. Fucking I don't I don't get Ryan Murphy. My thing with uh true crime stuff like that is um I I'm interested in true crime because I I don't know, I'm interested in all sorts of esoterica and like I'm interested in other people and how do people go to such extremes to become a figure like Jeffrey. Yeah, Dahmer, but you don't need so. a TV show for that. Oh, I don't watch dramatization or even really documentaries about it. I just like learn like the details of the case and, you know, like the factual information and like learn about the victims and stuff. And I don't need to see it like super glamorized. And I guess that's like hypocritical for me to enjoy blonde maybe, but um, <laughs> 
I think it's completely different. <laughs> it's a little you know bit. I mean? It's a little bit different, you know, in that um, uh, you know there wasn't a, a shit ton of victims involved, you know. I guess in in that way. Uh, and whereas Blonde is more of an indictment of the system, you know, Dahmer is yeah. almost a glorification of in some aspects of of Dahmer. Although you know the, the cops are fucking shitty because they're the cops. Well, so there's a concept called the less dead, right? So you got sex workers, the homeless, uh, gay people. Well, yeah. PC, blah, blah, blah. Cops don't care about those people. That's um, Dahmer killed those people. So That's where most serial killers work, if you know what I mean. Well, so interesting thing about serial killers, it's really rare for them to kill across racially. So Dahmer's actually kind of an outlier in that aspect. But if you think about it, but this isn't like my theory on that, is it has a lot more to do with the segregated class nature of the united states right like a lot of people don't live in other neighbor you know the yeah, it's, and... yeah so it just kind of makes sense for it to be that way and then uh, Dahmer, uh he had a very specific type of person that he wanted to um murder and consume so that said though even though i don't watch that shit like glamorization of uh serial killers and stuff i'm not super interested in myself I don't really think you're a terrible person for consuming it, and I don't think it's like a huge moral farce for things like that to be produced. I mean, basically, they're going to make whatever they can to make money, so you know what I mean? Like, you can't be shocked by that sort of thing. But I also do understand the like family of the victim's perspective. Yeah, my, my point with perspective on that is, like, if you're going to make it, pay those fucking people. Yeah, for sure. But uh, blonde, fucking, she's dead. You can't piss off her ghost. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> uh, another uh, tweet I wanted to bring up. This one like got a lot of heat because it was like really funny. Is uh, some wo- woman was like, um, even beyond the movie, uh, Joyce Carol Oates, that literary non-hottie. She wasn't like hot enough to understand to write a movie about um, like a hot woman and the things that hot women do. To <laughs> blah blah. blah. I was thinking about it. The way it's phrased is like, you know, anyone can write about anything, right? But um, there's like a kernel of truth in it that she didn't really hit on. And it's not that Joyce Carol Oates isn't conventionally attractive or whatever. But Joyce Carol Oates is kind of um, like an old school second wave feminist, right? Which are largely their anti-sex. Yeah. Um, And I could, I can conceive of Joyce Carol Oates having some quite negative feelings about Marilyn Monroe because Marilyn Monroe did sort of weaponize her weaponize her sexuality, right? So she Yeah, and uh, a lot she's a lot of she's like one of the first most famous examples of doing it too. You know I mean obviously there's people before and around her that, that did the same kind of thing, but not not to that level, right? I can't think of anybody right. else. Betty Page, but that's like around the same time and she wasn't as mainstream. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like a more I guess that she would be like the uh the if you get yin and yang, right? She'd be the mm-hmm. I yeah, I think there could be a kernel of reality to that that she Joyce Carol does kind of look down on Marilyn Monroe and that may have made it into the movie too, since the movie does uh supposedly is quite um true to the book, so I mean, it might be in there. I just don't think that was the goal of the movie or the the book. I haven't read the book though, but I've read Joyce Carol's before, but not Blonde. Yeah, I think of what I've read. I don't know, I have to look. 
Yeah, so I guess um, my overall takeaway is the internet and media in general is kind of crazy. You can't really moralize about the media and art you consume. It's okay to consume problematic art, too, as long as you don't, like, internalize it and become problematic yourself or whatever. I'm going to do that now anyways, though. I'm going to assign morality to consuming art, and I'm going to turn it on its ear. I do that already, but only if you consume bad art. Well, people... We're all week, or since Wednesday, since I watched this film, I'm turning around in my head. I'm like, am I crazy? Yes. Am I actually misogynist? Do I just... Maybe. I don't know. I'm a bad judge of that as a man. I feel like I get this movie, and it's it's a scathing rebuttal of a lot of things that I hate about society, right? Especially women. (laughs) (laughs) Off to um, a great start. I'm going to turn it around, and uh, I think you can ascribe morality to watching Blonde. And I think the people that watched Blonde and didn't like it and see it as being misogynistic and exploitative and terrible, I think they're actually just not as empathetic as me. And I say that because (laughs) they're not able to empathize with someone who's suffering from mental illness and addiction. And you know what I mean? It's Marilyn Monroe in the film is she's too broken for people to empathize with them because they have internalized the idea that if you're falling down in some way, it's your fault. So they, they carry through with that idea. And because it shows Marilyn Monroe so vulnerable, they don't like it because they're like, Oh, oh how terrible. How, how could they do this to Marilyn Monroe? She was a goddess. Or an icon. Such a she, strong woman. She's so, a queen. Right. Yeah. And they're not. And once if they show her vulnerable at all, they're not able to relate to her anymore because, Oh, that's oh, oh, terrible. Right. So I thought people much, rated the vulnerability. Hold on. I need to make notes. It's the reason people don't like, they can't, they don't care about homeless people or drug addicts or alcoholics and blah, blah, blah. While I do, because turns out, I'm actually the most empathetic, the most feminist. (laughs) I do some of the drugs and alcohol. The handsomest. I'm the greatest movie understander of all time. I'm a a real ally. Yeah, the haters are actually immoral and they're misogynistic. They have Mm -hmm. not internalized misogyny. They have internalized hate for anyone who doesn't live the lifestyle they do. That's right. They're basically conservatives. Oh, man. Wow. Mm -hmm. Turned it around like an expert. I stopped listening about halfway through, but you did a great job. I, feel like I killed him. <laughs> so the next time you want to get on Twitter and talk about if you watch Blonde, you're misogynist. Actually, how about if you don't watch Blonde, you hate the homeless. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is all about how we should care for homeless. We should. People should radically care for people that are suffering. I don't watch. I'm not sitting there watching Marilyn Monroe suffer and be like, "Yeah, <laughs> let's go, yeah, do it to her again." Yeah. <laughs> you know, there is someone out there that enjoys that shit. Oh, for sure, but I don't think um, Andrew Dominic. Yeah, they didn't make it for him. Yeah, I don't think he purposely did it. That's a lot of people before the movie came out were like, "The second half is basically pornography." No, there's like nothing titillating or erotic about <laughs> this movie. Maybe like the threesome a little bit, right? But no, it's like this is not. <laughs> it's not pornography. It's just whatever. But um, no, the scene where she there? like was basically forced to have sex with the president was real cool. Oh yeah, that was great. I also those scenes too. Uh, the the scene forces you to focus on Marilyn Monroe, right? We're hearing her thoughts. We're like straight up looking at her. 
were with her for that scene. I think that might be also why it's making people uncomfortable. But uh, shit, man, yeah, shit. Uh, Netflix asked the director to tone down the sexual content. And he said no. Still got an NC-17. What do you think did it? Do you think it's the JFK blowjob scene? Oh, it's got to be, right? I mean, her, her breasts are out a lot in the movie, too, so that probably doesn't help. Like, in the second half, I she mean, has yeah, she shows a lot of... Really. She loves a lot of tea. Yeah, I don't I know. Think I think it... Didn't think, it was like, eh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't... It doesn't bother me, but at the same time, like, I don't know what the... Where, there's definitely rules for their share, you know what I mean? And once you hit a certain number yeah. of, of nipple, you're, you're in NC-17. It's got to be yeah, that. You're, you're probably right. <laughs> Uh, project was originally announced in 2010. Naomi Watts and Jessica Chastain were both attached to stars Marilyn Monroe at different times, but both ended up dropping out. Yeah, because it took forever to make. Ana de Armas's dog Elvis plays the role of Marilyn's dog. That's interesting. He's named Elvis. <laughs> and they just did that other weird biopic with Elvis. Uh, the film was supposed to be partly shot in 16mm film to increase visual authenticity, but Netflix's digital cinematography mandate got in the way. Thanks, Netflix. It still looks fucking amazing, though. This is a really good-looking movie. I really like um, towards the end of the movie where she's going to the premiere for Some Like It Hot, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's like slow-motion focus on the crowds of men like yelling Marilyn, and their faces are distorting to become like monstrous. Yeah, their mouths are so fucking big. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's misogyny. That move that part of the movie's promoting misogyny. Yep. In some way. <laughs> I, don't know. I, don't know. I just like to play anytime every few seconds I just point in the screen, so that's promoting misogyny. Mm-hmm. They're right there. That's that's misogyny right there. I'm looking Boom. through the trivia right now, seeing if there's anything interesting. Was there another I remember watching another um Marilyn Monroe biopic when we were kids? It might have been made for TV. No, I feel like I saw, I saw Nipple on that one, too. Um, I think uh, those, this book, specifically Blonde, is, was made into a miniseries at one point. Oh, that, I might have actually seen this as a kid then. The miniseries. Yeah. Fuck, I need to look. Well, I might read been, the book. I think it was like early 2000s or something. Yeah, that sounds right, because I think the book came out in 99. Well, let me see if we can find out. Um... I will say that um, far the best representation of Marilyn Monroe is the uh, Quantum Leap episode. Planned Parenthood accused, accused the film of delivering an anti-abortion message about Marilyn Monroe's second abortion, releasing a statement to Hollywood reporters saying the film was rooted in anti-abortion propaganda. Yeah, again, I can. Uh-oh. They don't. <laughs> they don't do themselves any favors by the yeah. way they present some of this shit. You know, I, I, again, if they cut that set, the, the the fetus talking to her and making her feel guilty. They they probably would have been okay. The thing about that scene too is like I swear that there's been anti-abortion propaganda where it is a talking fetus, right? Yeah, oh for sure. I've seen that. Yeah. That's the part I'm like, oh fuck, what are you guys doing? (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh Brad Pitt is one of the film's producers. The movie shows Marilyn Monroe being abused by Hollywood executives and later by romantic partners. Coincidentally, Pitt was aware of the sexual harassment allegations against former Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein. Oh, they're fucking I am D fat IMDB fact here burying Brad Pitt. <laughs> Fuck you, Brad Pitt. It's like fucking three paragraphs long. Fuck you, Brad Pitt, you piece of shit. Oh, he yeah. probably is, to be honest. I don't yeah, give a yeah, probably is. <laughs> Unless you want to give me a give me money, Brad games. Pitt. Uh, yeah, there was a 2001 miniseries by the same name on CBS. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I must have watched it when I was like 17. Yeah, but that probably didn't have a lot of nudity on CBS though. Can't imagine there. I could have sworn I saw a nipple, but maybe not. 
Probably. Didn't I just imagine the nipple in my seventeen-year-old brain. Probably didn't have JFK blowjob in it. Uh, good question. I don't remember that part, so I would guess no. Oh shit! Here's a fun IMDb fact. Fucking talking shit about Americans, ready? Uh, when Cuban actress Anna de Armas was cast to play Marilyn Monroe, Americans were outraged and pointed out that it was very hypocritical for her to play Monroe at a time when there have been major outrage. There would have been. Could have called outrage. you and told you this was going to happen if a Caucasian actress were cast to portray a real Cuban actress in a biopic. However, Anna de Armas is a white woman of European descent. Just like <laughs> the outrage happened because many Americans don't, don't know, know. people exist outside the United States or in Latin American countries such as Cuba. No, they know they exist outside the United um, States, just not in South America or, yeah. well, south of the border, period. <laughs> I, I think I've said before on this podcast that um, I've had a few Cuban friends in my life. They're always white as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had a Cuban friend. 3D footage of a fully formed baby is shown in the movie more than once to depict the fetus of Marilyn Monroe's in Marilyn Monroe's womb when she was only in the first trimester of her pregnancy when the fetus wasn't even fully developed yet. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that's a good point because it's definitely like not her imagining it or anything. It's the fetus is actually talking to. <laughs> I mean, I, again, it was obviously her imagination, but it is a weird choice. I feel like if she's. It's weird to play Mar- to portray Melanie Monroe as so smart and then have her imagining her talking to a fetus, you know? Well, I think it's uh, kind of illustrates that she's starting to fray a little bit, right? Well, she does it in the at the very beginning. I don't know. It's just again, it's just a weird choice, and that's part of the reason why people think it's anti-abortion. Yeah, and no, I get it. I get it for sure. <laughs> I just—it's so weird that I like it though. You know <laughs> no, I mean? it's not. It's exactly the kind of movie you'd like. Well, no, I mean that scene with oh, the talking yeah. fetus is so weird that I like it. So I'm glad it's not cut from the movie. But at the same time, it's like, yeah. yeah oh, Anna Darmus met Marilyn Monroe's ghost or whatever. I don't remember reading that. No, <laughs> fucking weird. Who else said that about someone they were portraying in a movie? Oh, whatever. I, fucking actors are so fucking weird. Yeah, that's why actors are cool though. They always no, man, I feel, I feel like I'm shit. weird as shit. <laughs> then the fucking Anna Darm is like, oh yeah, I'm Emerald and Rose Ghost. She's like, yeah, it's cool you're playing me. Fucking ghost. There's no evidence that John F. Kennedy ever raped Marilyn Monroe. Nor that he ever got pregnant and sent government officials to kidnap her at her home and form a forced abortion on her, as we suggest. If, she, if it happened, there wouldn't be any evidence, so. It's also, um, this movie's it's not real. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, yeah. yeah, but again, but the, that's the problem. Is like they, yeah, like people are gonna pr- think of it as a biopic and try to engage with it as the real Marilyn Monroe. And they're, I don't know, they, they needed to throw up a warning at the beginning of the movie. That's that's my thought yeah. process. And then also yeah, maybe he's... cut the talking fetuses. Uh, I'll leave it in because it's weird. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, these last, like, seven paragraphs of IMDb facts are like, oh, well, this didn't actually happen to Marilyn Monroe, blah, blah, blah. It's like, fucking, yeah, they really need to be like, this isn't, not, this isn't, this is a real story. It's not really a biopic. Like, fucking stop. Yeah, but, I mean, I think Netflix kind of marketed it that way, though. Like, it was like, oh, learn about Marilyn Monroe. Oh, it's Marilyn Monroe. I had to see the real true story. I maybe it is. I I didn't watch it in the marketing for Netflix, really. So maybe it is Netflix part. Uh, a fault part, part fault, faultly their part. I think that's what I was, that's what I was yeah. trying to say. 
Um, I mean, it's, it really shouldn't be on Netflix. And like I said, not because of like censorship or whatever, but like just like you know, it's not the kind of content that Netflix usually produces. Yeah, like this is like so out of the fucking ballpark for the Netflix original. In fact, like. I mean, there's no way they're going to make something like this again. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they had instant regrets. I mean, it was probably unlikely that they would have made anything like this ever again, even before like this movie premiered or anything, you know? But, like, they're for sure not doing it again now. Then again, if, like, uh, Ryan Murphy comes along and he's like, hey, here's my James Dean death movie, they might make that right. They're not, he, he's for sure he's not making a movie. Special. It's going to be a 10-part miniseries. Has he ever done anything that's short? No, he just he does miniseries, I believe. Yeah, because he did Dahmer, right? As yeah, well, that's a, he's Dahmer. He's Dahmer around. That's the thing about Ryan Murphy is, I don't know, he seems like he'd be a really cool guy to party with, right? He's definitely like a crazy like cocaine kind of man, you know? <laughs> but he also, come, he's like based off of the, the amount of like content I've seen from him, he is one of those like serial killer fanboy type dudes, right? Oh, it doesn't, yeah, it sure it seems, seems like it, doesn't really it? it? Yeah, yeah, it for sure comes across <laughs> that way that he like he finds Dahmer kind of sexy and yeah, you know what I mean? Which I, I get it if like you're horned up about that shit, but it's you know, don't make it everyone else's problem. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't say I get it because I'm not like horny for Eileen Warnos or anything, but um, I guess I mean more like it's cool if you got a weird fetish, but yeah, don't try to make money exploiting people off of it and shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I feel like that's TV. That's TV and movie for you know what I mean. I make I gotta make money off my fetishes or force people to do my fetishes and hopefully make money off of them. That's Hollywood, baby. Alright, well, what's your? Keep getting to Hollywood, man. I want to make fetish movies. They be like, damn, there's a lot of uh, shabari and intimacy in this man's movie. Blonde too. She's she's resurrected as a zombie. Some K-pop YouTuber um, interviewed like uh, Nyan from Twice's like infamous stalker, right? Mm-hmm. And this fool, I watched part of it, but then I was like, this is kind of weird. I don't care what this dude has to say. But um, he was saying, like, he'd spent, like, 3 million euros trying to meet Nyan. And it's like, fucking just kill a politician. What the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> Did you learn for Jodie Foster? Yeah, it she said she was impressed years later. Just yeah. That shit. He's also, <laughs> I mean, also 3 million euros. Would you spend that shit on? It, probably, it doesn't cost that much to fly to South Korea. Damn. But he was saying he had to get a beard transplant so that he'd be more attractive. And I was like, what the fuck is a beard transplant? Where do they take it from? Another man or is it from your butthole? They probably have to get like a real manned up manly man like me to donate to him, I would assume. I don't even think of a butthole because beard hair is just butthole hair. Beard transplant. I'm going to check it out. How does this shit even work? A beard transplant is just that. Hair is taken from one part of the body and transplanted to your jawline wherever you want your beard to grow. Butthole. Sounds simple enough, but it's a rather involved process. Uh, there are two main approaches the surgeon can take: follicular unit extraction and something else. Whatever. That's yeah. One is one's a strip of hair, and the other one means like uh, uh, hair by hair. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing the follicular unit extraction is probably better. Oh, for sure, more expensive. Three million euros expensive. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. I've never looked into it. I can't imagine. Yeah. Why would you fucking just? I, can't be worth just, uh, it. It can't be. Just don't not just don't grow a beard, you know? Well, what are your final thoughts on Blonde? 
Boom. Also, beards aren't very common in like South Korea, right? Yeah, that's maybe why he wanted one. But yeah, but like, what if she doesn't even like beards? Everyone likes beards. He, he didn't have the opportunity to ask because her fucking entertainment company was keeping his crazy ass away from her. But yeah, I mean, he just wanted the opportunity to grow a beard. He could have shaved it if she didn't like a beard. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. Crazy. What a crazy mixed up world we live in. Live in. People out here making blonde, spending three million euros on a beard transplant so you can meet a K-pop idol. And it's not even Mina. She. 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 Nyan. Nylons. Uh, final thoughts on blonde. Uh, seven out of ten. I'm eight out of ten. Maybe I actually I really like it. Um. It's when I first watched it after I was done, I was like, damn, is this a masterpiece? And I thought about it more. I was like, yeah, there's a master blaster, please. I watched it again yesterday and I was like, yeah, it's not an assassination of Jesse James, but it's still a pretty good movie. I like it. That doesn't make me an evil man. I'm sure it will be hard sure? to convince anyone that because I um, present as an evil man, certainly, <laughs> visually. I'm not evil, but, but I present as evil. It's just an interesting movie. I I may be misinterpreting it, but um, I feel like it's pretty critical of a lot of things that I don't like about um, American society or Western society or probably even worldwide society. Most of the world does seem pretty patriarchal and shitty and seems designed to crush and consume women and other marginalized people. And you know what? Sometimes even white boys like me. No one's safe unless you're rich, I guess. Rich and powerful. Just like Andrew Dominic, director of Blonde, that piece of shit. <laughs> Eat him. Um, I, yeah, I don't think I like it as much as you did. Better, mm-hmm. way better than people were, were saying. And I, again, it's just, it's very obvious why people don't want to engage this movie, you know? Uh, seven out of ten, maybe six and a half out of ten. There's some, yeah, I get these questions. I, like, why do this if this is what the point you're trying to make? I'm gonna read the book though. We'll see how that goes. After yeah, uh, I was thinking about reading the book too. After October, because I got a lot of spooky books to get through before Halloween. I was just thinking about it now because of the 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 fetus scene and stuff. And I was like, you know, I like weird stuff. I think that's a weird scene, and I like it for being weird. And then I was like, oh, this is probably because I was watching like John Waters movies when I was like 15. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just if so even if sometimes something's in bad taste, if it like serves a purpose in some way i'm like that's fine i like it even if it doesn't serve a purpose sometimes it's just fucking weird or confrontational I, i've mentioned a bunch of times i like confrontational art anyways because i don't know fuck you fuck everything fuck the world you know hack the planet hack the planet go for it sometimes but uh that's it the final word on blonde discourse is over if you don't like blonde you're actually misogynist I do, you know, I disagree. If you don't like blonde, then you are into poop. Actually, if you don't like blonde, you're a fascist. Go move to Italy. You're a fascist, misogynist, Islamic, terrorist, socialist, communist. Nope, just fascist. <laughs> you belong in Italy with. You uh, know, put a lot of hype in What's her name? Uh, Georgina. Oh. Mussolini. Yeah. Mussolini, Mussolini 3. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Italy loves fascism. Yeah, no, it always, it's coming in out of style in Italy. It's, uh, it seems to be coming into style everywhere, but you know... <laughs> you know, you know someone might argue that Italy invented fascism, and so... Well, kind of, they did, right? Yeah, it depends on your view of the Romans. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, guess obviously, honestly, was there, was fascism, did the Greeks do fascism? Did the Persians? Babylonians? Well, the, Maybe. The Greek, ancient Greece was city-states, so I'm sure there's some, like, polices that were probably fascistic, right? Like, Sparta. Yeah, but well, Sparta, Sparta's so fucking weird. What's the, the Greek name for it? Lacedonia? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's where the word laconic comes from. Hey, good job, Kyle. Yeah. You found the yeah. root word. Mm, I like uh, language. I like history, too, a little bit, but I like language more and how it ties into history, I guess. Laconic. Uh, it's October. It's time to get spooky. Now that we've the final word on Blonde, we solved it. Uh, we figured out Blonde. Time to watch Hubie Halloween. Time to watch uh, spooky shit. We're, we are going to watch Hubie Halloween. I've been looking forward to it for some reason. <laughs> Uh, when have you been posting the episodes on Fridays? Uh, Friday or Saturday, depending on when I if I forget. All right. So Hubie Halloween, we're gonna save until the end of the month, so it'll come out like a little right before Halloween. Okay. So we got a little. We got like two. We got to find two other movies to watch. Yeah, find three, don't we? One, two, three. Yeah, three um, other ones. Two, well, no, because uh, oh yeah, we do need three. Holy shit. October, man. man it's spooky. It's spooky, it's spooky out here. Yeah, here. Uh, did you have a movie in mind already, or let's search for one? Uh, I did have one in mind. I forgot what it was called. Oh. One. It was a horror movie, too. Shit. I don't remember what it is now. It was on Netflix. <laughs> Does that help? Netflix original films. We got to sort by genre and go to horror. Horror, crime drama. Pff, no thanks. No, thank you. I'm the pretty thing that lives in your house. In the house, I I didn't realize this is a Netflix original. I've seen it before. It's pretty good. It's an Oz Perkins movie. No, I don't want to watch it though because I've seen it before. Uh, drama, horror, cargo. Oh, that's the zombie one with uh, Bilbo Baggins is in it. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. He's only a few feet tall. Apostle. Uh, nineteen twenty-two. 1920. That's the Stephen King one, isn't it? I think so. Horror. The King in the Tall Glass. Yeah, glass. it is. Eli. A farmer conspires to murder his wife for monetary gain. Convinces his teen son to participate. Wow. Horror crime drama. Alright, we're going to watch 1922. It looks 19... like it might be uh, um, autumnal, right? It has autumn vibes. He's standing in some corn stalks. <laughs> Every time I see corn, you know, I just think autumn. Corn, candy corn, scarecrows and stuff. Yeah, Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Halloween. Candy apples with razor blades. Man, can you imagine if um they had Last Caress, the Misfits song in Blonde? That have people would have been real upset. Yeah, because timelines don't work out. I killed a baby today. It doesn't matter much to him either. Holy shit. Oh god. Like what what, what fucking, abortion scene would they play that on? What a fucking edge lord. You are Danzig was. <laughs> fucking edge lord. What a goddamn misogynist. You know, Glenn Danzig probably is a misogynist, though, to be honest. He's in the right age group. I think you know, the misfits in general are probably if you talk to him about politics, they'd probably be pretty all over the place. Probably not Doyle though. He's like a woo-woo vegan man. He probably has all right politics. No, he just loves animals. He's one of those guys. He loves animals and his wife. He's a wife guy. 
A vegan wife guy. Those guys always there. end up cheating on their wives. Oh, oh yeah, like that um that man who's from the internet that I um people cared about for some reason. Mm-hmm. That, that happened this week, right? There's some YouTube man that is a wife guy that cheated on his wife, and everyone hadn't was upset. I don't know. Is there? I don't. Um, What's the YouTube man's name? I don't know. He's I, a YouTube man. <laughs> is that what his whole persona was? And cheated his wife? Yeah, he's like a wife guy, right? Oh, fuck me. I didn't hear about this. Is it someone yeah, I should know? No, he's like a YouTube man. I've never heard of him. <laughs> well, then why the fuck would I know him? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Well, I saw stuff on like the internet about it, and I didn't know. I, I must have missed it. You saw stuff on no. the internet about some men you didn't know about. I just, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, he seems like a piece of shit, but it also seems like someone's personal business I don't give a fuck about. You know what I mean? Depends who they're cheating with. <laughs> Because there's that, that, was that guy from the cell, the coach in the cells, Ima Doku, you know, um, first of all, cheating on Nia Long, which is bad enough, but then he's like cheating on with like subordinates inside the Celtics organization, which is a pretty, pretty big no-no, I think. Oh yeah, that's, that's different. If you're like abusing power and stuff, then yeah, you might care even more. If you just, you know, cheat on your wife with some hot young thing at the club, shit, shit happens. Not to me though. I'm a real wife guy. Subscribe to my OnlyFans. Donate to the Patreon. It's called Real Wife Guy. VHSKVLT.com. I'd love to be a wife guy. I gotta get a wife first. I don't know if I'm able to with my my crazy opinions about the misogynistic film Blonde though. You know, you, there's conservative dating apps. You'll find one. Yeah, I guess I'm. I'm gonna lean into the grift now. <laughs> since, since I liked Blonde, and I, that means I'm a misogynist. I guess. Uh, now I'm also racist and stuff too. I mean, yep. I'm, I'm into that stuff. That really How many black people are in blonde? Uh, I mean, probably none of them. They didn't allow those people in Hollywood back then. It's historically accurate. Uh, fucking, uh, I'm really upset about um, what uh, Lizzo played the flute. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what they were mad about, right? Oh. Really fucking oh man, the little mermaid's black. Ah, oh, jeez. Little guy here playing playing whose flute? Benjamin Franklin's. Yeah, it was Benjamin Franklin's flute or something. It was Thomas what Jefferson's. Was Thomas Jefferson's glass fruit flute. You know, was, the uh, one that's sleeping with his slaves. Yeah, it was fucking one of them shitty crackers. I don't care. Or I mean, yeah, I do. Oh, uh, it's outrageous. Yeah, uh, you did it this, wrong. This flute I didn't ever know about until <laughs> just yeah. now. I never I heard about this flute until Lizzo, Lizzo, a trained flutist, played it, and now I'm a, I'm pissed about I'm it. I'm upset about it, yeah. What a bummer. This is the worst thing that happened to me this week. Aside from uh, Blonde turning me into conservative. Well, it didn't have to do a lot of work, as we found out. Oh, yeah. Misogynistic yeah, tendencies. Like I've already hated women all Always. along. Secretly, I hated women. I had no idea. All right, let's get out of here before, before we just keep yeah, talking about how much we hate women. VHSKVLT.com. That's the website. That's where the podcasts are posted. Also on Spotify and Apple and all them shits, too. Tell your friends and family. Head on over to the website. Give them the link. Tell them what's up. We're solving problems on here. We have. I have the most logical, most empathetic, most humane uh, opinion about the film Blonde. If you don't agree with me, you're the fascist. Tell everyone. Um Next week we'll watch 1922. Hopefully it is also a misogynistic film. Who knows? It sounds Steven like it. Yeah, I mean, a, a dude and his son murdered the wife, so always, that, a, always a good sign. 
That's just guys being dudes. Yeah, it's just a good night out for dudes. Mm-hmm.